to another edition here of Mind of Magnus on 106.3 FM, WRFZ, LP Rochester, Rochester Free Radio. And as always, the cool kids are listening online here at rosterfreeradio.com. Uh, so thanks again for joining in again for our fun shows. Uh, and uh, so Roger Free Radio, I always want to give a shout out first and foremost to those that make this place happen. And that's to our Patreon members. Uh, if you are a Patreon supporter, thank you so much. Please go to our website. Keep a dollar bill for us. Uh, just a couple of dollars a month. All it takes to do it. So uh, just go to rosterfreeradio.com and you can see the uh, Patreon support button on the side. Click on over there and uh, just uh, be a Patreon for uh, a patron for the Roger Free Radio. It is uh, it's an amazing thing. I always say if you guys are a Patreon supporter, let us know. I don't give out tote bags. I give out artwork. So if you have a, a few dollars to spare, it helps around here. Keeps the lights on, keeps us going, makes uh, makes us happy. So um and also, I have to give a shout out for what makes this radio show happen. This is the Mind of Magnus here on 106.3. And uh, I have some underwriters. Underwriters are, for this show, Air Rick Radio. Tuesdays and Thursdays, you can find them here online uh, and also online at Rockster Free Radio's uh, uh, station, as well as their Facebook page. You can hear them there. Um, and uh, let's see. Actually, uh, <laughs> we're having fun. I'm sitting in, sitting in a different spot today, so I'm actually taking it all in from this angle. It's pretty darn cool. So the host today is me, uh, Magnus Apollo, and uh, my co-host, the guy who makes the show sound awesome. I uh, actually had some theme songs happening today, is my partner in crime, Mr. Matt Obscure. Matt Obscure, how you doing over there? Good evening. How are you? Yeah, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Actually, can I have a little more sound of my in my headphones? Can I do this? Yay. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Perfect. If you don't mind, I hope it's not too loud in your heads. No, no, no. This is perfect. Um, so uh, we have other, we have guests, other people, is George giving a wave in? He just wants to be back and say hi. So, oh my gosh. So yeah, if you guys are listening in beforehand, our uh, our partners in crime for this whole station here, George from uh, A Theme On was on playing. It's the celebrities that were singing, right? Actors, actors who sing. Oh my gosh. The, the playlist was amazing. So you guys got to check out his show. Monday nights uh, starts at seven. It is just he picks a theme and runs with it. Um, but yeah, I'm doing really well to answer your question, Matt. I have having a blast. It was a great weekend, great week all in all. Uh, the weather has gotten warmer, so I can actually enjoy uh, being outside again without having my face freeze off, which is nice. So um, 
You know what was super rad about today? What was rad about today? I walked out of work at five o'clock today and it was light out. Oh my gosh, I know. that There's like the whole burning ball is actually still up in the sky when we leave. Yeah, the day star was out in full effect. It was awesome. <laughs> I didn't have to turn my headlights on. It ruled. Yeah, actually, I was working today. Uh, I have uh, in my living room, there is a small like little church window up in the the, the peak. And it's like the uh, uh, Indiana Jones. Slowly things have been moving and now it's getting into a spot where it starts bothering me here and there. I got to put a little staff and line some light up for it. But now you found the ark. No, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It lights up. I took five away from the... What's it? What's the other side of that uh, coin says? So many for, oh, for yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tonight, as uh, some people have may know for following us on our Facebook page on Mind of Magnus Radio on Facebook, and also some random social media outlets. Today we're gonna having a fun banter day. Right? It's gonna be Matt and I uh, just having a fun chat. And it's actually one of my favorite things to do in general. Now we're just gonna toss microphones in front of us and broadcast on all out. There actually be no guests tonight for our show. It's just gonna be Matt and I. And what we did was actually ask a bunch of people. Uh, to toss out their ideas, questions, anything you want to have to help the banter go. So, Matt, we actually have a lot of random questions. People messaged me. Uh, actually, if you want to message me live during the show, you can do so by following it on uh, Magnus Apollo on Twitter. Or also you can do it uh, with, uh, go to Gmail. You can send it to it, mindofmagnus at gmail.com. comes right into the show, and I'll check it out here. Uh, pretty much Magnus Apollo and everything is where I get it from. So even if Snapchat, because we have a couple people I know Heather was messaging me on Snapchat uh, saying asking questions a couple shows ago. So if you guys are on Snapchat, you can find me there as well. A bunch of other social media. It's my, my thing. Magnus Apollo. Uh, you can message Matt himself, too, at Matt Obscure on Twitter, right? Matt Obscure on Twitter. I think I'm on Vero. I haven't figured that out yet. Um, <laughs> I see everyone's on Vero. We have no idea why we're supposed to be there. We're supposed to be there. But it's, uh, yeah, Vero, it's a social media platform. It's like what Instagram was originally but now it not anymore yeah, it seems like a uh, an instagram tumblr combo platter kind of thing mm -hmm. where you can post whatever you're you're liking if it's whatever you're watching or eating or, or listening to or whatever yeah, yeah um now i think it's really cool the interface is awesome i have not for the life of me been able to get it to post anything <laughs> so I, I the, apparently the servers were down and not working right that was problem yeah so that's all i've gotten i go and i'm like oh here's a fun thing i, I can post and it's like uh server error try again later I'm like, <laughs> cool apparently uh someone went on a big tirade about it uh yesterday day before yesterday i was work, uh, talking about it the people who organized vero apparently there's some sort of weird way they got money and there's something about like the uh, what country did they screw over by getting money from? It's a really weird background story for Vero, which I have not delved into yet today. So Vero is like the the Tommy Wiseau of of social media. Is that what we're thinking? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, I never know where it came from. It's all out of whack, but somehow people are using it. See, that makes me nervous because there's that HQ trivia too that is amazing and they just give away free money. I have no idea the provenance of that either. Uh, I have no idea. It, it seems like it's a black mirror thing. I don't know how, probably there's cameras facing the direction that yeah. they're just collecting everyone's face. I don't know. But they give out an ungodly amount of cash. I mean like 25000 on Sundays and that sort of stuff. Yeah, they'll give out like $100,000 in a week. I have no idea where that money comes from. Clearly it's not how they pay the host because that no. guy is god awful. <laughs> Do you know that if you're, but, you're may recognize that host he actually was a comedian and uh he was could have fooled me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's he's uh uh his how i saw him once before was he was the guy that um was on subways with random book covers like did you see that thing going oh around? that guy yeah yeah, yeah. If, if you go back it's him with like random bizarre book book covers and it's just because he's no problem being i guess an ass in public i guess that's the thing which apparently works well for hq he is nailing it. <laughs> his mutant powers to do that 
Um, but yeah, I, uh, I have yet to figure out how they're doing because I don't get ads. I don't see anything pop through there. They must be selling our information off somehow. It's got to be some kind of, yeah. They, they have your PayPal information and your name and phone number and all that. And they've just sold all that demographic to Cambridge yeah, yeah. Analytics or something. I don't know. <laughs> Has to be something. I, if anyone knows that on this show, let us know. Send a message to uh, mindofmagnus at gmail.com and find out how in the heck is uh, HQ Trivia actually making money on, on us? Because obviously it has to be somehow. Yeah, I'm dying to know. Yeah, Maybe it was like some really wealthy lotto. The person actually won the lotto. He's like, you know what I want to have? I love trivia. I'm going to give it away. And he's a, like Scrooge McDuck, but doesn't want to get his name out there, I guess. Um, oh, man. Actually, people are already messaging away, asking questions and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, as I said today, we have... Uh, uh, tonight's going to be a free, uh, a free for all of just random chats with Matt and myself. And at any point in time, if you have a question, you have an idea, you want to let us know, you can uh, send us a message in uh, Magnus Apollo or Matt Obscure on Twitter. Um, but one of the first things, uh, do you want to get right into the random questions and stuff? Let's get right into Let's it. Let's get right into it because I had a person uh, message me today talking about, have you ever heard of atomic gardening? Uh, you've ever heard of atomic gardening? I've heard of Savage Garden and Atomic Kitten. I have never heard of <laughs> that Atomic combined. Gardening. Yeah, versus uh, uh, Savage Kitten, I guess. Is that another one? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, atomic Gardening, apparently uh, this thing was uh, during, after World War II, and th- thank you for sending this in. This came from uh, Todd. Kate wrote this one in. Thanks, Todd. Uh, American Atoms for Peace is a program to develop peaceful uses for fission, uh, fission energy after World War II. So they're trying to think of crazy ways of incorporating like atomic energy into there. Uh, And they actually would use, because at this point in time, science realizes that uh, genetics comes via like mutations, what causes diversity and that. So you can change stuff. And they learn later on after bad things have happened that radiation causes mutations. So they start putting seeds and gardens next to radioactive material hoping for radiation to have positive mutations, hoping that randomly this will happen. So Todd writes in saying that they some there's uh, called gamma gardens. Now, uh, gamma gardens were typically the uh, typically five acres in size and were arranged in a circular pattern with retractable radiation uh, sources in the middle. So picture a big circle mm-hmm. like that radiation warning sign. Yeah. Picture that, but in garden setting. Um, plants were usually laid out in slices of pie stemming out from the center. And they would put a, a like cobalt 60 or something in the middle of it. And then radiation would just radiate out. So you could measure out how much radiation each level of plant was getting. Yeah, yeah exactly. Where you'd get the good mutation. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. And, but the thing was, uh, radiation over uh, doses over the radius of the center. Uh, the radioactive bombardment would take place around the, about 20 hours they'd give it. And uh, Todd says that uh, the scientists wear, the scientists would be wearing, obviously, protective gear and everything else. The plants nearest the center usually died, and while the ones further out often featured tumors and uh, growth abnormalities. So, But the closer ones would have a weird state for 20 hours that you can, the seeds would be doing this. Um, and the hope was that you would get uh, random mutations that would help, help the plant, give some sort of change to it, something else. Um, and uh, you could actually order seeds from this, from the Atomic Gardens, to plant in your own garden as well. Uh, and can you, if you get this, we actually have stuff from that. We actually gained out really? of all of that. The craziest thing is, is that there actually was the Rio Star uh, grapefruit, that red 
grapefruit we oh, have. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that came from radiation guards. Get out. See, I would have guessed it was those scary strawberries that you get all winter long. They're like the size <laughs> of a, a baseball and taste <laughs> like nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. No, star, uh, also the type of peppermint we have called uh, uh, the Mitchum cultivar of peppermint that, really, that we use for all of our flavoring came from a variant of an atomic garden. Really? Yeah, also super sweet sweet corn, Tom writes in, or Todd writes in and says that one. But uh, yeah, super sweet sweet corn is another one. We had a handful of things. Uh, they actually gave uh, fruits and vegetables from this to the presidents to try to showcase these atomic gardens, uh, gamma gardens and atom- uh, yeah, atomic gardening. Uh, obviously, it uh, eventually died out when people started re- realizing that they didn't want to have irradiated things around them all the time. So... But uh, yeah, yeah, so atomic garden. We start off with some creepy atomic power in our gardens. That's yeah, I mean, I think about how freaked out everybody gets by GMOs now. Can you imagine if they tried oh that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Radioactive bombardment yeah. of your food. Here, we're, we're not going to splice this stuff. However, we are just going to nuke the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah. See what happens. It's a small nuclear problem. That's all it is. But yeah, yeah, I've had a, bomb, I, a bunch of people were messaging me in asking about crazy cool questions and everything else. But yeah. Uh, Actually, for you, do you have any fun, you know, questions, ideas, facts? People always want to hear more about you, by the way, because I had one question right in. They want to hear more of your dulcet tone. They said, uh, "Oh, weird." Yeah, yeah, they like your voice apparently. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. they actually want to. Whoever you are. Yeah. Um, oh, I had a question directly from you, or for you, by the way, from uh, doesn't say the name on this email. Sorry, but uh, Matt seems like he's a pretty cool dude. I think he is. Well, agreeing with this one. Uh, what's your favorite band, Matt? You seem like you're a music guy. My favorite band. Oh boy. Did you just open Pandora's box? <laughs> That's what I figured. Um, yeah, no, my favorite band is The Hold Steady. The um, Hold Steady. Yeah. Uh, actually, the song we played as a theme song coming in, I, I'm not ashamed to admit, uh, is the song they usually play before they hit the stage. Nice. Yeah, because it's one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah, we have a theme song tonight. So what was the theme yeah. song? So that was uh, Real Cool Time by uh, Lou Reed. Nice. Um, late 70s. I think it's the album after Transformer. Please, you know, tweet me if I'm wrong or don't, whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's one of my favorite songs that, that he ever put out. That Satellite of Love, you know, the usual. Mm. Um, but yeah, the Hold Steady, it's it's dead rock for old hardcore kids, which pretty much clicks every button that I've got. <laughs> it's um, right, right in the wheelhouse for you. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Nice. Uh, well, there we go. Now we know. Um but uh what's your favorite band magnus i i'm really weird i i'm like uh let's see my favorite band i don't know if i have one specific favorite band i have a sort of favorite genre here and there i guess um i have a weird thing that i like covers of bands like i like a band that can take a song that's not theirs put their own spin on it and make it as good as possible so sometimes i'll go for like a me first and the gimme gimme's okay just because i i enjoy that someone like can work with something else than make their own thing. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just not original, but I kind of like me first and the gimme gimme. No, I, I love weird covers of stuff. I yeah, think yeah. that's a blast. Yeah, yeah. Definitely speaks to me. I, I think I get a kick out of that too. So um, uh, one of my favorite bands to see live or band, I don't know how to pronounce, but Weird Al Yankovic. Has, really? I, he's coming to UB soon, I think. He's, worth it. He? he's one of the best shows I've ever seen live, live performance. Two hours of him constantly changing costumes for a song. Like he'll have a song on, come out in full, like the costume he did for the music video, perform it at a level that I've never seen a man his age just constant. Like he's just all energy. And then as he as the song fades, he dashes off, and then there is this like multimedia experience in between songs that is just as entertaining as he was. Suddenly the song starts and he's on there with another like he came in for the fat suit for the one song. Then he goes off That's stage, awesome. comes back in for Jedi suits and just whatever he does. It is a full song show. And like 
he gives it's two two hours, two and a half hours of a performance that I am tired afterwards, let alone watching this man change and jump around and everything else. It's truly amazing show. So I'm gonna blow your mind. Have you seen what he's doing for his new tour? No, it's none new. of that. Oh my god, really? Yeah, no. he's calling it the ill-advised vanity tour. Really? Um, yeah. So he's got Emo Phillips coming in and opening for him, <laughs> oh my god. which I want to go just for that. I've never. I always want to see Emo Phillips. I have been dying to see Emo Phillips since I was like <laughs> nine years old. Yeah, I missed him one. Um, I was in San Francisco, and he like someone's like, "Oh, I'll go see a comedy show." I'm like, "No, nah, I'm in from town. I'm gonna bop around." Comes back, he's like, "Oh, it's great shows. Emo Phillips, Phillips, and a whole bunch." I'm like, "Oh my god, I, I've I've missed him again." So one of the most like formative comedy memories for me is watching UHF and him being like, <laughs> "Call me Mr. Butterfingers." <laughs> Every time I hear that, I lose my mind. That is the worst emo impression ever. It's like he's in the same room, not really. Anyway, um, but yeah, so he's doing that, and then it's all his original songs. He's just coming out and doing like an unplugged set of all his original. I would songs. watch that either way. I think. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, maybe I guess we missed that chance to see his performance. Because he is, I mean, how old is that guy? He's got to be. He's got to be in his early to mid fifties, I would think. He's, I mean, I think he did eighties songs. He was right? doing stuff then. He was twenty then. Yeah. So if that puts it that that puts it almost sixty. Right? Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, so it's about in the sixty range. Uh, if someone knows, then let us a message. Send say hi. Um, oh, so if people message, message again saying hi. They're listening in. Matt writes in and says he's listening, saying hi. Thanks for tuning in, Matt. We appreciate that. Um, he has no questions to ask. You're just saying you sound great. So, well, thanks, Matt. You do too. <laughs> um, oh, and uh, let's see. We actually had another guy, Andy, wrote in on a Facebook page. He's to- says he's totally tuning in. Gonna be working on some drawings. So this is perfect. So Andy, hope you're listening in. Hope you're li- liking the show. And hope that drawing is coming out awesome. It's pretty good, actually. Uh, he's actually a teacher that I bumped, I crossed paths a while back. So I'm trying to have some drink and draws. I'm gonna drag him out for some drink and draws. So. Oh, awesome. Uh, actually, I want to do a bunch of drink and draws. Hopefully, this year that's my uh, my goal is to get cool artists to hang around, make some cool art. That's my my nefarious plot for life is to make good things happen, bring cool people together. That is the best nefarious plot. In I the know world. I, my my uh, my evil laughter doesn't quite tie in for how awesome that idea is. I guess, um, but yeah, actually, my my goal is to do a bunch of cool art events. Actually, I'm doing one this uh, this week Thursday. Actually, I'm doing one at the, the Daily Refresher. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, actually, uh, the Roco. Uh, not to you know do an advertisement for myself, but I like supporting galleries here in the Rochester. I used to support 1975 a lot, Eric, when he had a space, and he's been on the show a couple different times. But since he doesn't have his own gallery, I have gallery gallery withdrawals, so I have to uh, now try to find other things to do. And Roco, which is an amazing uh, Rochester Contemporary Arts, uh, they do the six by six event this year um, every year, and. Um, the uh, yeah, so six by six party is going to be start happening around Rochester. So. Excuse me. We're kicking off uh, this year with a six by six party uh, right at the Daily Refresher this Thursday, I think around seven o'clock. So coming out, we got art supplies, got some booze, got a bunch of fun stuff happening. So six by six is maybe my favorite art thing we do in in Rochester all year. Oh, yeah. Only because I feel like I can contribute, which is something I really can't do. I am not a, a visual artist by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's fun just to get together with your friends and make something, you know, small and cool and, and see what happens with it. And then you play the game of Where's Waldo to find your own piece. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. sometimes by fate or provenance, somebody actually buys it, mm-hmm. which is stunning. <laughs> yeah. The thing, somewhere my art is hanging on someone's yeah. wall. Uh, yeah, actually, I love that. It's one of the reasons why I like supporting the six by six here in Rochester. Um, I know Art and Focus had me on uh, last year, year before, whatever it was, uh, for an event and talk about why I like six by six. And it is because every time I'm there, I see people that are excited to share their their work with others and have on the wall space. 
And I remember I walked in last year and this woman was like kind of hanging next to me. And I, she was one of the people that I know she's trying to get my attention, but not get my attention. Kind of like, hey. And so I finally grab her. You know, she kind of gets my attention. And she is a person that is um, on uh, uh, Instagram. She's like, listen, I follow you on Instagram. And you got me so excited about doing artwork. I put my own six by six in this year. And and, uh, and she's talking away about it. And finally, I'm like. Can I can I see them? She's like, oh my god, you want to see it? And she like grabbed me by the arm and dragged me across the whole thing. And she was just, she's a really you know just starting getting into art, past year or two, three years, whatever it is. And uh, she was just super excited to show pieces, and they're really cool. And she's like doing celebrities at like their low point or some sort of drawing, whatever the theme was. Oh, that's for awesome. It. I think her name was Fran. And um, uh, and I I looked at her I'm like these are amazing. What's your Instagram handle? And I had to add it right away. Like I am excited that somehow I make other people excited. And she like wanted to take a picture with me, which I still haven't figured it out yet. Like I'm, <laughs> like I'm, I'm not like a building or anything else. I'm not cool enough to look at, but thank you. And I had a bunch of people come up to me and they're excited to share their work. And that's why I like six by six. You can, you, you, as an adult, once you get leave like school, you never have an art show of your own to do usually. And uh, six by six allows a community to excitedly have an art show together. Yeah, it's so. a really great like democratization of art. If that's a word, I don't know if it is. It is. Yeah. We, t- we decided today, Magna Magnus, democ- say it again. Democratization. Yes, we'll say it. I think we'll we 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 broadcast it on the air, so it now exists in the world. That's that right. Counts. So if you write that down, that's like a billion uh, Scrabble points next time you play. <laughs> There's actually a silent Q in it too, which is an amazing part. He put it in there, and an X just to get all of them in there. <laughs> Um. Oh, thank you. Uh, people are messaging saying, "Hey, they are what curious. If we're going to have a trivia question or not tonight?" And I kind of am. There's kind of some trivia questions that are maybe mixed in from other people sending questions in, and so we're not having an official one. But I'll ask some questions along the path and give some gaps in there. But nothing. Nothing specific. Question for tonight. This is just kind of a freestyle. Enter. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's free jazz. We're, we're the Ornette Coleman of radio tonight. We're just going to go for it and see where we end up just at the end of the Just play the hour. right notes. Why won't they play the right notes? No, man. It's it's the words we don't say. <laughs> nice. Good pull. <laughs> oh. So, oh, Tim sent in an email. Tim, uh, this is a sentence. I'm going to read the sentence. All it is in there. So, the first female to ever get a silicone breast implant's name was Esmeralda. You know that? So then it's dot, 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 a few lines down. Also happened to be a dog. So Esmeralda. Really? Yeah. First uh, silicone breast implant was put into a dog named Esmeralda. And he means a canine type. He parentheses, by the way, the canine type, not an, an attractive woman, I guess. So, okay. Yeah. So speaking of that, did you see that news story earlier? Um, Russia is experimenting with uh, breathing liquids. Oh my God! Like the like the abyss, like the abyss, like the abyss. Yeah, we yeah, have yeah. breathing rats and stuff. Is it? Yeah. Let me see if I can find the news story real quick. Oh yeah. my God, that's awesome. Russian test dog survives liquid breathing experiment is in good spirits. <laughs> like it's good, uh, not doing well. It's in good spirits. Like the acid dog's like, I'm doing good. I ha- I'm feeling pretty great. Uh, you know, I was a little depressed for a bit, but now. Yeah, Moscow, December twenty seventh. Uh, so we're a little bit behind, but that's cool. Uh, a test dog of a team of dogs kept by the Fund for Experimental Research has endured a descent to a depth of over 1,000 meters, breathing an oxygen-rich liquid instead of air. 1,000 meters? Yeah. That's an ungodly, like, that, that's an amazing depth to be anything that's an air breather. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, 1,004 meters. It breathed, it returned home, it is safe and sound. This test diver runs around is uh, what Deputy Prime Minister Dmitry Rozogozin said. Right. Really? We'll see. I I have a, a boulder-sized grain of salt, but um, yeah, can you imagine 
I can't. A thousand feet. Like I've, I've dove. Meters, that's... I've dove to like ninety feet, and the pressure there is is crazy. I mean, uh, I I've done some deep dives, which um, I was practicing to get certified for for extended depth depth dives. You have to do like nitrogen and everything else. Even that, it's like five ten minutes at best, and that the nitrogen just goes in your system. But I can't vision being able to dive. I mean, because that's that's what kills you is the pressure down there. Right. And if you can have water pressure and pressurize that way, your body can adapt. Did it say how long it was down for? Did it say? Let's see how long. Uh, let's see. Reading, not, reading, reading, blah, 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 blah. Does, if it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But I'm still a thousand. It does th- not. That's But that's yeah, a thousand crazy. meters is what? About 3,000 feet? Yeah, yeah. Three, give or take? Three feet in a meter, give or take. 3,280. I'm just that good at math. <laughs> it totally wasn't Google. Um, yeah, so... So what, what, what's a mile? 4,280? 5,280. So it's a little over a, a half a mile. That's, that's a crazy amount. I, I'm curious. It's the dogs in high spirits, or good spirits, it said, right? Yeah, the dog lived in, in according to this news article. This is the first dog that lived. They didn't say. That yeah, part. it very well could be. There's <laughs> like, like a one through 90 or all just toast. <laughs> and this one made it, but... Oh. Yeah. So now they're looking at maybe doing it on small mammals um, like hamsters, possibly apes and then humans wow. in the next two years. And they're thinking it's either going to be uh, good for uh, babies, like children for, coming out like preemies. Oh, that's smart. That's yeah. Amazing. And that kind of thing. Or um, other health issues where you have to keep almost like a, a, a iron lung situation where you have to keep the pressure just right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could use a, a highly oxygenated liquid. Wow. That's so crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm all for mad science that way because I imagine once we get something cool like that, be able to use it either depth of ocean or maybe go the other direction and go into some sort of space having some sort of like that sort of scenario. Who knows? That's, I love science. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And now I will derail further because if hamsters could do it, this one would have lived. Did you see the story about the uh, emotional support hamster? Oh, wait. Was this a woman on a plane or uh-huh. something else? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Spirit Airlines let her fly one way, but not home with her emotional support hamster. Yeah. So now she didn't wasn't allowed in. Thus, she. Well, the, the person at security told her she had two options. She could either abandon it or flush it. Allegedly. Alleg- okay. Wow. And allegedly, she she gave, opted for B. She gave the, the deep dive for uh, it. Yeah, and she sent it to live with the crocodiles and, and goldfish. Oh, my God. That's, you, you, I guess if someone randomly gives me a hamster in the airport, I'd be a little nervous. Like, hey, kid, you seem nice. Want a hamster? But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It seems. Yeah, I, I set it free, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, right. I can't envision like this thing offers me support. I can't, it, it helps me find balance and I'm a better person. For, I can't have it. Oh, flush. Like yeah. that's a, what a one way direction that emotion, that emotions were given for that. You know, yeah. oh my God. No, I didn't hear that. What a horrible, horrible people we are. So yeah. Humans. If, God. If, if that hamster could have breathed liquid. We've been saved. It oh, would have no. been okay. Instead, he's captaining the Flying Dutchman right now. <laughs> oh, that's so horrible. Now, the question is, how did that, like, did someone standing behind it hear this and go out? Like, how did that become a thing? Like, how did the news of that travel? She went to the news. Oh, so she, she came clean. Like, I had to kill my, yeah. You know, I offed Binky the hamster. They kept me happy because they wouldn't let me fly. Yeah, allegedly, Spirit Airlines told her to, to off the, the hamster. Wow. 
I don't, again, I don't know how true it is. So allegedly, spirit, allegedly yeah. you're yeah. good with allegedly. It's, hey, it's good. We're covering our, our butts here. Yeah. Um, oh my God. No, I did not. I remember hearing something about it, but I didn't realize that was the whole story behind it. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So Spirit Airlines said, well, yeah, she shouldn't have flown with it to begin with. That's our bad, but I can't imagine anyone in our employ would tell the, the woman to. Yeah. To, to harm an animal in any way. Yeah, I want you to uh, shuffle off his mortal coil there, and we'll yeah. yeah. Come on, join the plane. Yeah, throw, oh, throw no. Harvey down the toilet, and then we can get out, get on our way home. Oh God, no, no, no. Uh, I mean, I wonder how she had the first one just in her pocket. Did they let it go? I mean, did I, she? I guess yeah. It was I, just like peeking out, probably. Yeah, they go through the, like the X ray, the X ray scan. They're like, wait, so you have a growth that's it's someone like identifiable. I don't know what's going on here. A yeah, little quato hamster. <laughs> Turn on the reactor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, oh, here's a message come in. Hey guys, do you know the last breath of Thomas Edison is kept in a vial? Truth. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, do you, yeah, the last breath of Thomas Edison is kept in a vial. Now, actually, this would be a question. Do you know who collected it and where it is now? This would be a question. We'll, we'll toss one hmm. couple questions out for the thing. So, uh, this is a if you message in, you don't get a chance to win. But the last breath of Thomas Edison was indeed kept in a vial. It's collected by someone famous and is now kept somewhere else. So two part question. If you can guess this, let us know. So uh, this is actually fun. This is actually a quirky little question, but it's true. So do you have an I'm not giving any, any multiple choice on this one. But who do you think would keep Thomas Edison's breath? If there's any justice, it's one of Tesla's relations. <laughs> you took our stuff. Oh, the last breath is mine. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 just just revenge. They just keep it in a box somewhere and just never said anything about it. But <laughs> clearly, that's not the case because we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody famous, Someone? Nicholas Cage. No, it, it's uh, it was actually collected in his life, or obviously at his death. So it was Thomas Edison. He died uh, when was that? Forties, uh, I think. Nineteen. Uh, <laughs> Amy Wright said NASA. No, <laughs> no, NASA does not have the breath of uh, of Thomas Edison. Sorry, Elon uh, Musk. <laughs> uh, I'll narrow it down. It's actually uh, it's currently kept in Detroit. So uh, mm. if 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 that may narrow narrow down something for some people, Marshall Mathers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's right next to his mom's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he barfed. <laughs> uh, oh, I've been getting a, a blast of things in here all of a sudden. Uh, if you guys want to message in, this is the mind of Magnus here. Uh, it's just me, me and Matt having a having a, a good chat session. Uh, find us on Twitter at Mind of Magnus, uh, Magnus Apollo on Twitter, and uh, Matt Obscure. Uh, but someone is messaging. Hey guys, do you know if in ancient Greek the word idiot meant anyone who wasn't a politician? And he's like, I find that ironic now. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> something to think about today. The inverse as of today. Last yeah, exactly. time I looked. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, thank you. I'm getting. I, I people are just blasting out random thoughts and laughs. I think right now. So bring it on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah, it's bam. Oh, so. We have a, uh, a Zach just wrote in. We actually have a couple of Zachs right in today. Uh, you know the you know who Tintin is, right? Yeah. Okay. Do, uh, describe Tintin for the play, the players at home here. We're talking about the uh, the, the French comic book. Yes. Yeah. The the cool blonde haired kid and his dog, dog and, running around doing yeah. stuff. So his name is Tintin. Uh, do you know what he's called in Japan? No. No, it's not Tintin. Uh, it's called Tan Tan in, in Japan because if you try to pronounce Tintin in Japanese, it comes out sounding like Chin Chin. Mm. And Chin Chin in Japanese means penis. So, yeah, you yeah, can. yeah. So they worried about marketing problems. So uh, Tintin was changed to Tan Tan 
in Japan because yeah, they didn't want to have a little blonde boy with a dog and have the word penis kind of coming across the screen. Like that old Dave Barry thing. China, Coca-Cola translates to bite the wax tadpole. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Um, that was a bunch of random odd uh, like products that didn't quite translate over. I mean, they always have that thing about the Nova being no-go, but I don't know if that was true or not. Oh yeah, Chevy. that's, yeah. Uh, was it? Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, so uh, chin-chin means penis. That's what actually, when I when I cheers people, if I'm hanging around, when I cheers, I'll say chin-chin. Mm-hmm. And like everyone's my people like, oh, okay, what it is, it just makes me laugh. I think <laughs> cheering to, to penis seems funny. Also, uh, the Tintin movie is kind of fun. I've heard good things, I've actually never seen it. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, I, it, I think they're making another one at some point because it was supposed to be like a, a tag team thing where Steven Spielberg made one and Peter Jackson was going to make the sequel. Wow. That's a cool tag team. Um, yeah. And it was, I want to say Edgar Wright and Joe Cornish maybe wrote the first one. I think you're right. Based on the book because that yeah. was kind of what they did before Attack the Block and Hot Fuzz. Let's get real nerdy. <laughs> you're welcome to. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's like a murderer's row of, of cool people that made a really kind of fun kids adventure movie. It's, it's a blast. Um, so I, I recommend that if you're looking for a, a movie that's going on 10 years old now to, to check out mm. and, and you've already seen John Carter, which is the other one I will defend to my grave. <laughs> it's good to know. Oh, man. <laughs> no, uh, not, not a John Carter guy. No, actually John Carter is not bad. I uh, was amazed at, I saw a bit of it. I'd actually go back and make sure we watched that movie because it was such a, a powerful, like it was such a popular thing back in the day, but yeah, I thought that. It, it, it was a film fail for us, I think. It was kind of that, that sort of thing. So. I could totally see it because um, the problem with that movie is that it had already been done a hundred times before they got to making the movie. Mm-hmm. So like the whole story, you'd seen it a hundred times. It yeah, was yeah, just, yeah. you finally got the, the original brand on it, I guess, right? Yeah, it's like someone, uh, if someone went back and like, if you never saw Blade Runner and love the genre of that Blade Runner is, if you go back and watch Blade Runner without seeing, like I was a person that I love Blade Runner, but I, I, I saw it. Blade Runner's, you know, contemporaries, everyone, once that inspired a whole culture, I went back and watched Blade Runner. I'm like, I mean, I, I got it. I still enjoyed it. A little slow paced and stuff that way. But the, the trouble was, is because I'd already seen the other ideas, other concepts of that played out via various other movies, you know, for years. Oh, yeah. So um, it's that same thing. They're talking about making Dune. I saw that, but but the Dune, it won't be. It'll, I, I'm actually for this because I, I mean, you read the books. For Dune, I made it about halfway through. I'll admit, I um, they're, they're the, the, at least the, the the first yeah. one. The first one I enjoyed. I mean, it's really a power like a power play with women and how their the roles are in the world in the universe and stuff. Uh, but I'm all for having uh, Dune being done now without David Lynch. Like, there's a whole like there's no weapons in that. There's no like his name is a killing word. Well, kind of is, but not. There's this weird sort of spin yeah. on it. Uh, but I'm, I'd be curious to see what happens with that one again now. So, and the thing was, and this was kind of watching that Yodorovsky's Dune, which I, you've seen that, right? Uh, I think so. The documentary about oh. when Alejandro Yodorovsky yeah, 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 tried yeah. to make Dune, mm-hmm. and they just kind of cannibalized it for every other movie that came out for the next 20 years. <laughs> so it's going to be the same thing, I'm afraid, when you get to making Dune this time, even though it's Denis Villeneuve, I think, the same guy that just made Blade Runner. Oh, is, is he? doing Dune. I can see that. And, and your boy, he made Arrival. Yes. Yeah. Uh, man, guy. he's picking some interesting storylines. Like Arrival, like I love the short story Arrival came from. I actually like the better than the movie. I mean, the movie's beautiful. Uh, but once you know the, the plot of the movie, the movie kind of, 
loses magic instantly in that one. Um, but with uh, with Dune, I would love to see it because I want to see them do a little bit of work into the the uh, the what's the pilots? I forget the name. Let's, let's call them pilots for lack of a better term. Oh, the yeah. the uh, because in there they were supposed to have various stages as humans are becoming the 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 pilots for it. There's like this weird transitional or expanding. I'd love to have that little deep dive into that universe a bit more if they could. I mean, we have special effects now to check it out. So, um, but, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Brandon just sent a direct message into me, actually a tweet right here, uh, or text to me. Uh, so funny thing I learned in high school when the Mona Lisa was stolen from the Louvre in 1911, which that happened. Uh, one of the big, one of the suspects was Picasso. Huh? Yeah, very much a huh. Like, yeah, he, he was kind of quirky. He was been hanging around, and apparently, he was he was questioned multiple times as a possible suspect for it for the for the the uh, the paint napping. So, wow, thank you, Brandon, for sending it in. That's kind of a cool fact. I like yeah. that. This is a whole bunch of random facts. This is great. I thought it was Miss Piggy. <laughs> oh bother! Wait, was was that the, the plot of Great Muppet Caper? I'm trying to remember what it was. What was it? No, it was diamonds, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it has all the shiny. Yeah, that's right, it was diamonds. Yeah. Good try, though. That's pretty good. Um, so, oh, yeah, question for you guys. What color was the sky in ancient Greece? This is for Matt. Uh, what's the, what color is the sky in ancient Greece, Matt? Is this like a Grant's Tomb thing? Mm, no. Hmm. There's actually an answer for this. So ancient Greece had a color. Color of the sky, written down, what they claimed was bronze. That's what they said the color of the sky was in ancient Greece. Really? Now, do you know the reason why? I don't. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Uh, that is what they claimed, and historians believe that there, there was no color word for the color blue at uh. all in there. But the crazy thing is, is ancient man, that's a, a uniform thing that happened in human culture. There was no reference for blue. One of the last colors we name Blues and, and and oranges are the one of the colors that we kind of name. Uh, so scientists generally agree that humans began to see blue as a color when they started making blue pigments. It was at this time that Egyptian word for blue, it's Egyptian word, that's where blue comes from, emerged. Slowly the Egyptians spread the blue dyes throughout the world, passing them on to the Parisians, uh, Mesoamericans, and the Romans. Prior to this, there's no culture that had the word blue even references uh the uh ocean was colored gray and a couple other ones uh and here's another one uh psychologist j uh jules uh Dadenoff, his name was he actually traveled to namibia in order to conduct an experiment with very like remote tribes that people have never encountered mm-hmm. one of the tribes he checks out is called the hamba tribe and uh their language the reason he chose this one the language has no distinctive color for the word blue no color exists, I think. So oh. he brings up a screen and he asks the people to choose the blue square among a group of green squares. And you can see the picture. If you want to go online and look this up. Uh, so Nabibia, Hamba, or Himba tribe, uh, blue. Just do a search for this. It'll pop up. You guys will be amazed by the thing. There's four squares. And I can clearly see in the picture that the bottom right, whatever it is, is a blue square. The rest are kind of like sea foamy green, but clearly green, 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 blue. And they couldn't see it. They had extreme difficulty identifying it. So the cultures that have the word for blue can see blue. The cultures that have no awareness of blue can't detect blue. So it's a concept that we're, yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah, figure that one out. So thanks for sending this one in. But yeah, ancient Greece thought the sky was bronze. And the color for bronze hasn't changed. They have bronze things that they point at, but they have no 
concept of blue. They just tied it because they didn't have any concept for what. I would have thought they would go with gray. Although yeah. I guess in the, the Mediterranean, it's not so gray. Yeah, uh, bronze. Uh, yeah. So blue was the thing. They actually, there's been studies showing that they didn't have blue. I mean, and we have examples of things that where color comes from, uh, the, the color orange. Like, why is a redhead called a redhead, yet their hair color is clearly not red, right? You're wearing a red shirt now, yeah. as everyone can see on the radio. Uh, and uh, the red red shirt is uh, clearly red, but an orange haired person is called a redhead. Well, the crazy thing is the word orange came from orange. Like the word, the thing we eat was an orange and we had that and the color like, oh, it's that color. It's an orange color. And they, so it's but, just orange. So just orange. Yeah. But we so we think that orange, the, the variant color of red, yellow and orange that we kind of detect as orange may be something that we either acquired later to detect like much like blue, we now know of the color and learn about it, which is crazy to think about that maybe in the future we may have a new color. We may have like like whatever indigo color really is, maybe an indigo color may exist at some point, something else. That would be fascinating. So yeah, seeing is believing, believing is seeing. I don't know what happens first in that scenario. But um, yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. Thanks for sending that one in, by the way. That's uh, Yeah, thank you. That was great. Yeah, that was actually a blast from uh, an email from some folks before too. Um, so uh, yeah. <laughs> Someone, so I'm, I'm cheer. I'm gonna cheers at the bar later and say chin chin. We'll see if anyone knows this. Thank you. Please do. Let us know how they go. If people start looking at you, it's kind of funny. So if a Japanese guy looks at you with a side eye, you'll know. So, um, oh, Weird Al be 59 in October per Wikipedia. Thank you, Dennis. So almost 60 for for Weird Al. I love having listeners that tune in and let us know what's happening on here. Such a great thing. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, we actually have some other people messaging. Again, if you guys are right in, this is the Mind of Magnus here on 106.3. Uh, and uh, WRFZ is a very fun station, and we love doing it. So send a message in at any point in time. Uh, mindofmagnus at gmail.com, Magnus Apollo on Twitter, or Matt Obscure on Twitter. We can do that as well. Uh, you guys can also send any of your cool quiv- trivia and questions and everything else in there. Um, we're uh, ready to believe you. <laughs> oh, man, I'm all for any random weird stuff, too. Like, that's yeah, the best thing. Like I, I'm, I'll gladly be the uh, overnight coast to coast. If you have ghost stories, you want to tell us? Actually, save those for October. Or I'm, I'm saying it now. We're collecting cool ghost stories, so let me know. Send them in. Put that together. For real, we want to do a whole month of ghost stories. So please mm-hmm. send those our way. Oh my gosh, yes. We gotta talk. We gotta touch base and just hang around one day and start talking about our ghost stories amongst us and get this stuff figured out. Um, so, uh, so the question actually people asked, was there a question? The question actually came from one of our listeners. It's not a local question, but do you know that the last breath of Thomas Edison is kept in a vial? The question is who collected that and where is it now? I gave a hint that it's in Detroit, which may give a little bit of a hint of what famous person may have existed in the forties in Detroit. So uh, let me know if you have the answer for that. Uh, mindofmagnus at gmail.com. Magnus Apollo on Twitter or even shoot a message to Matt Obscure on there. So I have another guess. Go ahead. Mike Illich, the guy that owned Little Caesar's Pizza. And why do you think this? Because why wouldn't you if you owned Little, Little Caesar's Pizza? <laughs> why wouldn't you buy Edison's Last Breath? I must have this. Yeah. Think, think if you bought it, like someone just like <laughs> breathes it in, like inhales, maybe think. I don't know. Like. Because no one's going to know if you plug it back up. It's just a vial. Like the vial yeah. sealed. Yeah, yeah, somebody inhaled that and it was just, you know, yeah. <laughs> stale cig- cigar smoke and, <laughs> and whatever else New Jersey smelled like in 1918 or whatever it yeah, was. Whatever passed away. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, it didn't make him any smarter. No, no, no. A light bulb did not go over his head. Ha, ha, ha. 
Oh, I've got. It's funny. Apparently, people are writing in with, "Hey guys," so it's uh, so. Hey guys, the second man to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. His name was Bobby Leach. He survived the fall, but later died. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, but he died as a result of slipping on a piece of orange peel. The man who fell went over the falls and survived slipped and fell on an orange peel. That's some Final Destination stuff. Yeah, you had to make up for it. That's what happened. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Side note: those movies I still enjoy. I know it's horrible to say, but it's just. Like various scenarios, trying to keep yeah. that like the, this death being creative and that's outlet for. Is it the oh, second no. one with the guy that gets killed under the plate glass? Yes, I think I think so. It's like the microscope slide. You put the microscope slide cover over, and he's squished <laughs> underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a real gross noise into yeah. a microphone. Sorry, everybody. Uh, it actually worked pretty good. It was actually a great sound effect. Our own Foley guy right here. Um, yeah, I like that's the one that I think. Uh, the airbag kills a woman by having like it's a spike behind her and then mm-hmm. someone bumps the car and it kind of bang goes off. I'm like, I didn't see that coming. It's yeah. like a piece of rebar. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, well done, well done, well done. Um, uh, oh, I have another uh, another Zach wrote in today. Uh, Liechtenstein, uh, which is the world's uh, sixth smallest country, is the largest exporter of false teeth. I have no idea how they know that. There's nothing else beyond that. I have no idea where they get the false teeth from. Sixth smallest country, number one creepiest country. <laughs> Very much so. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, people just bombarding me with random bizarre stuff. Uh, yeah. Oh, actually, people are still writing in saying, is that blue thing true? Yeah. Um, I'm not lying on this. Uh, look at Jules uh, Davidoff was a psychologist who's still studying the color blue studies in uh, early man, or not early, but uh, remote tribes uh, that don't, that do not have the uh, blue word or the word for blue I should say it that way um, so boom, boom, boom. Uh, oh you sent me a news article that by the way uh, something about a lawnmower and fingers what yeah. was going on there oh would you like to know yes it was kind of disconcerting I, there was a, 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 a battle for so a yeah apparently like people have lost their minds we already know this but mm-hmm. Uh, yard fights are a thing that are happening often. I mean, we, we saw what happened with Rand Paul and his neighbor. Um, and here's another one. Um, uh, in Australia, there was a fight between an 81-year-old man and a 72-year-old man. <laughs> they, have, they have nothing to do. That's the trouble. They have only thing to do is but argue. And so these two uh, uh, older gents are fighting. They were fighting over a patch of lawn. And, oh, no. and the younger gentleman... Um, went after the guy with a large knife. So he took after him with a machete first. Oh, God. And when that didn't do the job, he attacked him with his lawnmower. <laughs> That's not a knife. This is a knife. Yeah. <laughs> Australia, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Apparently, uh, he was treated on the scene and taken to the hospital and, and airlifted out, apparently. But he lost fingers on his left hand. So the guy was like... Swatting him with so all I can think of is dead alive, <laughs> just spinning, his chest running yeah, around, spinning around with a lawnmower. Oh my god! So he lost fingers for a patch of lawn. Yeah, I hope it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. Eighty-one years old, like you. There are a lot of hills to die on. <laughs> Maybe not that one, big no, man. No, he made no. it this far. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, so, um, also, uh, what was cryptocurrency pop group? So, yeah, this is another weird thing. So Japan has put together two things I don't understand in the least, uh, J-pop and cryptocurrency. Okay. So there is a cryptocurrency J-pop band. Each of the the members of the band Uh correspond to 
a different currency. So there's like the Bitcoin one, the Ethereum one, whichever other like well, Litecoin, wherever they may have. Litecoin, yeah. So there's a handful of them, and they sing songs about cryptocurrency. Whoa! To get into the concert, you had to have like you were paying whatever fraction of a Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever to get in. Oh my gosh! And their hit single is called "The Moon, Virtual Currencies, and Me." <laughs> I, I'm trying to see if we can make that play because I would love to know what that sounds like. Oh my gosh. If not, we'll put it on our Facebook page. Yeah, if you guys well, want to follow us, just go for Mind of Magnus Radio on Facebook. We'll post some more stuff up. Uh, actually, speaking about that, we're going to be posting some uh, fun audio files. We've been trying to goof around with that, test some audio out. Uh, and I'd rather have that just go right out to the uh, to the real world out there. So we'll be posting some of that. Uh, follow along, let us know. Uh, also, if you guys uh, have, we want, have ideas for guests or want to be a guest, let us know too. You can find us, uh, Mind of Magnus, at gmail.com or Magnus Apollo on Twitter, even Matt Obscure on Twitter, whatever you want to do, send a message that way. Um, so, uh, yay. Oh, <laughs> yay for weird shows, writes Amy. Thank you for messaging in. Uh, if anyone else has any fun ideas you want to write up, let me know. Um, so, this uh, one just came in. Uh, talking about uh, pre- politicians and the word idiot. Here's an example of one that's from our past. A Jimmy Carter once sent in a jacket to the cleaners with the nuclear detonation codes still in the pocket. Oh, yeah. Wow. So I guess that would be an, an idiot move on, on that part. But yeah, Jimmy Carter apparently sent a jacket to the cleaners, nuclear detonation codes still in the pocket. And that's confirmed to be true. Thank you for saying that. They actually, by the way, parentheses, this is true. Wow. I trust it because he said so. Well, yeah. Jimmy Carter. Oh. <laughs> that's such a bizarre thing for... Oh. Yeah, I. Mm. Why would you do that? Like, pay attention yeah. for uh, nuclear. Why would you have nuclear launch codes on you? That's why I don't. Want, I seem like they're like he should be. They should be sitting someplace else. <laughs> People are like, no way, that's not true. No way, yeah, it's true. People are messaging and saying that. Um, uh, a question for you, Matt. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so people are still pinging us. Question for you. Uh, do you know nettles, the plant, that type of plant there? I'm aware of them. Yeah, a qu- person actually writing in a question asking right now, like, I have a question for you. Why do nettles bother me so much when I touch them? They're just kind of gross in general, aren't they? I mean, yeah, they yeah. don't feel very nice. I, apparently, they're nice if you make tea out of them. Mm-hmm. Good for the lungs. Yeah. Actually, it helps with that way. Uh, but uh, the answer is we don't really know. Side note. I actually know the answer to this one. So I, huh. I have a bunch of questions coming in. If I do know an answer, I'm going to ask, I think, this way, too. But uh, we actually don't know the reason why nettles burn us the way they do. They're they're a, they're kind of a hollow spikes on there. Uh, and uh, But they're actually used for rheumatoid arthritis as well. So so do you have that band, the sound of that song? I do. Let's take a listen. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I I don't mind that. I don't hate that at all. No, no, no. So this is the Japanese cryptocurrency J-pop band. Uh, let's see if I can remember their name. There's a moon in there, some other stuff. Yeah, the name of the song is The Moon, Virtual Currencies, and Me, and this is Katsusoka Shoujo, Virtual Currency Girls. Virtual Currency Girls, wow. not going to lie, I can listen to this. Wow. Oh, Japan, so amazing. There's there's so many things about that culture I don't I don't get. 
Um, I just saw that they have a robot that sits on your shoulders that feeds you tomatoes when you run marathons. Literally, that is what this is designed for. That feels very niche to me. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't know. I mean, mind you, I'm not a runner. You may tell this by my physical appearance if you've ever seen me in real life. Um, I don't know what actually, uh, how many tomatoes you're supposed to eat during a marathon, but apparently it can carry six tomatoes, as it said. So, I Yeah, I've never been a long distance runner. I, I was an athlete for like a half a minute in high school. I can't <laughs> imagine like playing a, a, a game and coming home and going, you know what I'm dying for? A tomato. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a robot that sits, it's a 16 pound robot sits in your shoulders. So I just, uh, random, I have a weird thing that I listen to that talks about random Japan things. So you're running a marathon with a 16 pound backpack that's feeding you tomatoes? D- dude, a half a pound of, of tomatoes weighs what? Three half pounds? Pound. Half a pound of oh, well, tomatoes. Yeah, half, half a pound of tomatoes, yeah. <laughs> Grant's tomb. Anyway, <laughs> no, like six tomatoes. That's what I meant to say. Is, yeah, yeah. is what three pounds? Like I have to be. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So you're you're carrying twenty pounds. Extra? Twenty pounds on your back. Yeah, and it's above your head, and it's like these little arms that goes right to your mouth and feeds you. So I'll post it on on our Facebook page. I feel like you could do that with just like one of those beer helmets. Yeah, I, exactly. Right. Just, actually, I don't know. Why I just keep a tomato in your pocket. Like your hands are free. You're running. You're not running on your yeah. hands, right? I'm not well, sure. There is that thing in in marathons where you, you irritate your nipples, and I guess oh, if there's a, a tomato, tomato on there, you're just gonna like exacerbate the issue. Well, you can cover it. At least there'd be red everywhere, so you're not bleeding nipples and showing up that way. Look, no, it's not blood. It's actually tomato juice. It's tomato and blood. (laughs) I've worn my nipple off. Yeah. Oh my gosh, no. Um, So someone just wrote in, by the way, Lichtenstein, uh, their father's from there and his dad's a weird person, so he totally gets why Lichtenstein would have weird things like exporting false teeth. So uh, thank you for that one. Uh, It's just a confirmation that that little small country is really weird. So... um, it yeah, would have to be because like Rhode Island's a pretty weird state. Oh, yeah. right? It's a fun state though. It's 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 really quirky. You've been through Rhode Island? I have. Yeah, it was it was very weird. Yeah, uh, I get a kick out of it every time I'm through there. I mean, the size of a, co- a country a county around here, so it's yeah, pretty you fun. Can pretty much throw a football from one end to the other. But. Uh, so, do you want to know the answer to our trivia question? Uh, More than anything. Yeah. So, the last breath of Thomas Edison is kept in a vial. So, who collected? Do you have a guess aside from Little Caesars guy? Uh, Detroit. I already guessed Eminem and Mike Illich. Hmm. What else is known from Detroit back in the day? What would be, what'd be Detroit? Uh, no, Gene Simmons wasn't from there. That was New York. I remember, this is, actually, this is a guy who collected um, Thomas Edison's breath. So it has to be a contemporary. Now, remember, like, there's a picture. If you go to the Eastman house, you can see there's a picture of Thomas Edison with uh, George Eastman and stuff. So that's the, think of that sort of contemporary. So black and white sort of thing. Uh, the Detroit. So person who'd be famous in Detroit back in the day, Henry Ford actually oh, has the vial. He had the fi- uh, He got a vial of the last breath of Thomas Edison. I guess he was there when he was passing away, too. Uh, he kept it uh, in his desk. And now it's in the uh, Henry Ford Museum in Detroit. Everything I hear about Henry Ford, that guy was a giant creep. Yes, my God. Yeah, imagine there's in the in the office there's the breath the breath of Thomas Edison next to like in his drawer desk. Wasn't there a photo of like Hitler or something else? Supposedly? Yeah, yeah. He was a big Hitler fan. Well, Hitler quotes him in uh, Mein Kampf, I think. Right, that thing. So yeah, so. And I think Ford distributed it here. I want to yeah, say. Yeah, man. <laughs> This is not alleged. This is things I've read about that I believe to be true. So, um, yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, the Thomas Edison, uh, his last breath is kept by Henry Ford and his Henry Ford estate now in the museum. Uh, no one no one wrote in an answer for that one. A lot of people are writing in odd jokes and stuff, but uh, no one got the answer right. So there we go. Uh, actually, at the end of the hour already, we've bantered for a whole hour. Can you hour. believe it? I, I cannot. I've met people listening in probably can. Like, yes, I can sense. Jeez, guys. <laughs> 
Yeah. When is Dave going to be here with no format? <laughs> exactly. We need that. But it actually works out good because uh, Friday morning show is going to be rebroadcast. This is going to be a factoid Friday, Friday drive time. So 7 a.m. in the morning on Fridays, people are going to be tuning in to hear us ramble on about cool factoids. Yeah, so. catch it. If you didn't catch it all the way through tonight, if you tuned in late, mm-hmm. or if you want to inflict this on your friends, Friday morning at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Our drive time. Perfect time. Hope you guys, if you guys listening in on Friday, last day of the week, enjoy. The, you know, Hope you have a good weekend coming up. Uh, but thanks for hanging around, folks. We had a great time listening to the show here. Uh, you guys can meet me if you want to hang around. Uh, you want to do some drawings for the six by six party uh, on uh, Daily Refresher uh, Thursdays. Um, this Thursday coming up, uh, I think it's seven o'clock. We're just gonna goof around and do some drawings. I'm gonna be doing pencil and pen drawings, like city skylines and stuff. But there's uh, uh, Thomas Schaefer is gonna be on. He actually Chuck, the guy who was on the show a while yeah. back. He's gonna be joining us there. Six by six. Uh, I think Stacy Rose coming in as well. So. Um, uh, so she's going to be in, uh, but three of us are going to be drawing the daily refreshers, having fun doing some artwork in that. Uh, nice. You can uh, follow us on our social media, uh, which is now Vero is one of them. I guess you can do as well. Yeah, uh, Magnus Champlin. We go by names. There's no ha- like uh, tag on there, right? It's not like an uh, account. Yeah, we don't. Either. We don't have our fun tags. So. No, you have to know our names on this one. So Magnus Champlin works for that one. Yep. Uh, Twitter as well. Mine and Magnus uh, on gmail.com. Send me a message. Uh, but we're collecting good uh, show ideas for the next uh, coming coming year here. So uh, let us know what's going on. We want to know what's happening. So uh, is there anything you're looking forward to for the week? Uh, yeah, actually, Thursday night after your uh, six by six thing, uh, mm-hmm. swing by the bug jar. There's a great band from Boston coming in named Oroboro. Nice. Uh, kind of a, a post-punk kind of thing. Um, they're playing. They're they're wonderful. So I'm stoked to see them. Um, and keep an eye on the Facebook group because, like Magnus said, we have a bunch of fun stuff coming out, guys. Heck yeah, we're gonna be having fun with that. We're doing some more audio recordings and uh, just fun bantering and stuff. So uh, put put together some fun stories. We're hoping to have some good themes coming up the next part of the year. So uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, this has been WRFZ LP Rochester, Rochester Free Radio. Uh, underwriters, thanks to Air Rec Radio. Check them out on their website, airrecradio.com. Follow them on Facebook. Check out their live show, uh, live feed, that sort of stuff. Uh, they're also here on Tuesdays and Thursdays. They're other drive time guys. So, uh, but you've been listening here to the uh, Mind of Magnus uh, 106.3. Uh, thanks so much folks see you guys all next week Matt thanks for helping out so yeah, take care see guys see you next week <laughs>